Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Episode 158 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. Just, uh, you know, staying at home. Uh, already got a whole bunch of stuff done. It's uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, so I think I'm fair to say that I can uh, take a break and pod. There you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, that's that's a very productive day. You know, you could just retire after that, you know, after the pod. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. If you can, I, I, if you uh, can, some some can't. You know, yeah. there's there's more to do. There's more to do. Yeah, no, I I got to drive tonight, so I'm, I'm oh still, sure uh, sure still working, but yeah. No, how about you? Like most weekends, I try to get things done. I can definitely get a pod done. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, but I do plan to do more. You know, we'll see. Yeah, we're getting close to that time of the year though. Now we're. Uh, you know, pumpkins are going to become uh, oh, more available. Yeah, yeah. You already I got am the, so uh, looking forward to this. I am too. I love fall. My wife and I both love fall, and I love the smell in the air and the. I don't like picking up leaves, so I'm not looking forward to that when that happens. But yeah, the weather is uh, definitely I, I think, getting cooler. Yeah, I take that back. I guess you've got a tree that kind of encompasses your front yard. So yeah, yeah. do you have uh, do you have one of those leaf blowers that's like uh, you can do the reverse and suck up the leaves? I do, do I do, but it's yeah. old and it doesn't do a great job. So it's ah, usually just, um, I had a leaf truck come two years ago and that was super slick. We just had to rake it to the curb and it just, they oh, came, nice. came by like Dr. Seuss style and just sucked it all up, you know, in a tube <laughs> and it just shredded. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I don't look forward to that, but other than that, I love fall. Yeah. I just turned 39. So I've hey. got... I've got a year to get my shit together health-wise because I'd like to be fit by the time I'm 40, So, which is like, well, yeah, I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm going to be 40. I just I just, just felt like I turned 30, you know? it's. I nuts. hear you. I hear you. Well, I tell you what, uh, once this is all said and done and we can start uh, resuming our normal lives, uh, yes. let's uh, you and I get a cheap membership somewhere and start banging it out. I, young man, there's no need to feel down. I said, young man. There you go. I feel the same way. I, uh, I, I've been working on this, or I shouldn't say working. My wife has been working uh, with her her father um, on our uh, deck. We've, we've taken on this big project of rebuilding. Sure. Um, and uh, it's it's been a daunting task, but I will say that they've given me the uh, the task of being the heavy lifter of uh, things, and um, and so I've been not not doing like rips or anything, but I have been lifting some heavy things. And yep. And uh, I will say I miss. The one thing I miss about working out is that kind of that where all the stress just goes and you just have that moment of realization where there's just nothing that's stressful. Right. You know, I, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I, I don't have a very stressful life, but it's just, uh, that whole like ease of just, you can take that deep breath and nothing sure. is in your mind except for just releasing it. It's, it's the greatest feeling in the world. I totally get that. Even if, um, like you said, even if you don't have a stressful life, uh, you know, all of us cooped up inside right now, we, we're all feeling something, you know, and exercise definitely, yeah. uh, definitely helps, uh, relieve some of that, which, uh, yeah, I should, uh, take my own advice on. It's easier to say than it is to do. 
Right. And we, I think the older you get, you're, the more you realize that. And, yeah. And you say, well, you know, I just, I need more time. Well, sometimes you have to make time, you know? True. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and we don't, we don't have much time. Well, I mean, if yeah. you think about it, 40, you got, what, another 40 years that'll put you at 80. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if I'm lucky there's enough. a thought for you, right? <laughs> like, like, I mean, even, think about that. <laughs> yeah. 30 years, 30 years, you'll be 70. Right. Think about that. Jeez. Mm, <laughs> so, and how quickly it's already gone for it yeah. to get to 40. I already got the whole life planned out there. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, well, you know, we watch uh, we watch all these things with uh, superheroes in them and stuff. Might as well try to <laughs> look like them. Well, and it seems and it seems like with uh, with the technology that we have, the products that we can take to supplement, um, you know, ourselves and, mm-hmm. and be healthier, and dietary uh, findings and studies and and food, uh, we're kind of going back to a more uh, organic uh, type food where there's not a lot of heavy processing and stuff. Mm-hmm. My wife's big into that. So we've got a lot of, I wouldn't say like non GMO or like whole food stuff. Cause that stuff's stupid expensive, but sure. um, you know, we try to eat fish and rice and um, she's getting me into uh, dare I say asparagus, which is something I would have Ooh. never eaten as a kid. God, she can cook some mean asparagus. Uh, <laughs> Just deep fry it. Brussels. Deep fry everything. Oh, it tastes better. There's a study out now that says that uh, it's not fats. It, something about like trans fats are bad, but um, like nor- natural fats are good for you, um, right. which is kind of like the like opposite butter. of what. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, don't go real butter. Don't go margarine. Oh yeah, real I, butter is better for you. And yeah. I grew up on margarine too, and I was like, I did too. I was a big advocate. Like when my mom started saying it's like only one molecule away from being plastic, like flies don't even touch it. Still gonna have it, Mom. You know what's interesting? Um, when margarine first came out in was in the state of Wisconsin, they couldn't sell it as yellow. Um, something about the fact that it it because uh, you know there's like Wisconsin cheese is like the ultimate thing. Well, apparently they couldn't sell margarine as yellow margarine. So what you got was a white um, container, and then you had yellow coloring that you had to mix in yourself to make it look like the margarine that you get at the stores uh. now. Um, and margarine originally uh, was created for uh, animal feed, but the animals wouldn't even eat it. So what does that tell you? Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. I know. I can't believe it's not butter on one of those Hawaiian rolls. I don't know why, but that that combo <laughs> taste is just, ooh, it's good stuff. But you're butter just, is even better. You're just thinking of Fabio. That's why. You're like, ah, oh, the good old yeah. days. Good old days. And, and, and of all people, like the muscly Fabio, like, <laughs> could you imagine him actually eating that stuff? Yeah. No. <laughs> they probably use real butter in the commercials. Mm-hmm. He's like, I only use real butter or however he talks. Yeah, like know. they probably replaced it with butter inside there, in right. inside the container. Right. No. The only thing margarine's good for is the containers that you can use for uh, food to store in the refrigerator. Right. <laughs> I hate to break the ice, but I got to ask you an important question here. Um, Absolutely. Now, uh, you know, when something big happens in the in our world, we remember where we were when we heard the news. And I just wanted to know. Oh, I just want to know yeah. where where were you when you heard Chris Evans uploaded his penis to Instagram? <laughs> I was at work and it was lunchtime and I, uh, <laughs> and you were full, for, like, whoa. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and you know, like curious George, I went and, and looked and there it was, um, which is not something, uh, I normally do, but his little uh, soldier. Yeah, that's, I, you know, and it's funny, like 
it, I think it's just a blip and I don't think anybody's really going to talk about it. Yeah. At least I haven't heard anybody except for us. Yeah. Um, briefly, but I, you know, that stuff happens. I mean, if Ryan Reynolds did it, could you, he'd joke about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, there would be, and I don't, I don't think everybody's just like at this point, there's been so much of that leaked and stuff and you're just like, yeah, all right, well, move on. Right. Right. Well, you know? what was ironic was he was playing a game called heads up and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, ne- I never played it. I never played it, but I just yeah, just realized, yeah, oh, yeah. like, wow, oh. what a hmm, what a fitting name. Um, oh, the irony. But yeah, he somehow, uh, yeah, his private videos and photos got leaked, and he took them down right away. But you know, it's it's well, um, Instagram. Up, is that the one? Is that the game where it uses your phone pictures to, and then you have to figure out if that's so and so's? Because I've played it. I've seen a game like that before, and. I have so many memes in my phone that I would just be like, oh, that's Mitch. So I don't play it. But um, but there's like people there's like a game where it uses your your phone, your phone's pictures. And then other people have to figure out whose phone it is or whose pictures it is. Right. And I think it might be called Heads Up. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, I do believe that that may be the case. It was at full attention, so yeah, heads up. <laughs> Whoops. Oopsie doopsie. I, I was like, no, this can't be real. And I was like, oh, shit, that sucks. Because, you know, yeah, he's a smart guy. I know he didn't do that intentionally. That's what sucks. So it's like yeah. you should never really have that shit on your phone. It's just always going to come back to bite you. Always. There's no reason to have it on your phone. No, no, there isn't. There isn't. Because it's like the internet, it's always, it's going to be there forever, you know? It's like, just right. buy, buy a Polaroid, man. Just buy a Polaroid. Yep. There they, you go. They make them again. The original safety. What? <laughs> yeah. They do? Yeah. yeah oh, they... man. Do you remember how cool Polaroids were? Like, oh, yeah. Like, towards the end, they came out with that, like, gelatin Polaroid, where if you use the back end of a pencil eraser, um, you could create little swirls in the picture, so you could make it kind of like a Picasso. I remember hearing that, we yeah. Used... We used to do that um, in film class or in uh, photography class. We right. had some old Polaroid. Uh, um, I, I guess I don't know for better lack of words, um, the camera thing, and you take it and as it's developing, um, you can use the back of an, a pincer eraser and just kind of slightly move the uh, gelatin pack in there as it's setting, and it'll it'll create little waves and you can distort the picture a little bit and it's it's really cool. I wish I'd bring that back because there's some really cool things that you could do with that. And that's yeah. a lost art. Well, I, th- yeah. And I think you can do that again. Cause yeah, they, they sell, they sell the cameras. They're not cheap, but they sell them. My kids actually have, um, knockoff versions and oh no kidding. they're little small, like cartridges and stuff. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, it pretty much was, um, you know, gratification like you got from a digital camera like we get now it's instant except you had to wait for it but it was cool because it was like it was the anticipation as it developed you're like oh my god it's gonna be so cool did you ever take uh, photography in high school no but in junior high we we did uh like tech ed you know so we did oh yeah we did play around with that it was really a cool process yeah the dark room we had this revolving door it took us into the dark oh room yeah and... where you had to learn how to put camera in that role and develop it yeah in the dark, like yeah. just all by feel i yeah. wish i could remember uh, how to do it but yeah it was fun well, you... it was fun yeah the film canisters i think that's probably what ended up stopping high school from doing it. <laughs> yeah yeah well and the other thing is uh yeah it's it's nice now that we can just take a picture from our phone it's very convenient only problem is 
you have like 2000 pictures before you know it. Cause you know, you don't have to pay oh, yeah. for film, right? It's like, I don't have no. to, I don't have to develop this shit. Cause you know, you would fill up your film or be done with it. And then you had to take it somewhere and get it developed. And I'm sure some people listening are just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the, yeah. I've the got kids to, in the audience. Yeah. I've got about 36,000 uh, memes on my phone right now. Jeez. Don't know when I'm ever going to use them, but Hey, I, I know every time I try to get rid of stuff, I'm just like, this is taking too long. Like I'll just do it another day. And then it's like, yeah, it's already back up again. So <laughs> Rick Moranis. So what do you want me to do? You want me to say something about mint? Uh, no, that would have been smart. But, uh, no, it's $30. It's unlimited. It'll do just fine. Sounds good. I really got to get a phone. So why am I here? I'm just it's a huge fan. Oh, stop it. Come on. No, stop it. Seriously. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Cool things from our childhood returning. Rick Moranis yes. made an appearance out of nowhere on a Mint Mobile commercial, which, you know, it's like, I guess that's the only way to return if you're Rick Moranis to a, a yeah, it was just, it mobile was such phone a, commercial. Because I like, when I watched it, I yeah. watched it twice. First, I watched it with him, and mm-hmm. then the second time I closed my eyes just to mm-hmm. to remember what I heard from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and, and Ghostbusters and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, Strange Brew, and he hasn't changed a bit. Like, I really hope, I really hope that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is, like, decent. And, you know, you have to know he wouldn't return unless it was something good. Sure, yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing. Like, a lot of people state he retired over 20 years ago. Semi-retired. He had to raise his kids because his wife passed away from cancer. So he did the right thing there. But he was just picky with his projects. He wasn't fully retired. He just wanted to do something just because he wanted to do it. So now he's yeah. older now. His kids are grown. And, yeah, they got him back for uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids revival, which is going to be coming to cinemas, I guess. I thought initially it was just going to be Disney Plus based. But, yeah, it's actually well, coming. Well, I thought that too. It's actually coming. Well, it's going to come to theaters first, and then it'll go to Disney Plus. But it, it's. Okay. Uh, I looked up. A little bit about it. I'm sure it's still developing, but it's called Shrunk, and uh, Josh Josh Gad's going to play his son Nick from the original. Oh, okay. That's a pretty good cast right there. Rick Moranis. Uh, they are going to deal with the mom passing, which I think oh, the dude. actress in real life did pass away oh, years back. I think so, but I think they're kind of using some of Rick Moranis's life. It seems uh, Nick, I guess, is estranged from his father Wayne. In the story, it's going to be directed by Joe Johnson, who did the original Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He did the Rocketeer as well and Captain America First Avenger. So he's a good director and it's good to get the original team back. You know, I think that's going to be something pretty damn special. But yeah, I I knew that was happening, but I, I did not see him making an appearance on this Mint Mobile commercial, which Ryan Reynolds actually is a majority owner of the company. And he I think he asked Moranis to, to make an appearance and he gladly accepted. So Yeah, which is just like how could you say no? I mean Yeah, it's yeah. Ryan Reynolds yeah, guess- fashion too, you know. He Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, you know. It's it's just kind of introducing people you wouldn't think, you know, that belong in certain things, uh, you know, like a yeah, like Rick Moranis, you know, he's been away forever. It's like you think he'd a movie would be his first appearance back, but yeah, it's like it's just funny to have him throw, uh, show up in this, this commercial like this. And it was really quick, and he just like left after Ryan Reynolds is like, We need you back. <laughs> He's just like, All right, I'm going by. Yeah, all right, but 
Bye bye. Yeah, talented guy though. Like SCTV alum, oh, yeah. alum so much talent from that show, and yeah, like Strange Brew, Ghostbusters, Spaceballs, like countless, countless films he did. And um, fortunately, I don't think he will be in the new Ghostbuster film, which that's been pushed yeah. back now again. I think Positive. most things are 2021 at this point. I, I think it was a scheduling issue. I'm not quite sure, but they do plan to make more Ghostbusters. So hopefully if this one's successful, he will reprise his part unless they do a reshoot and he does come back. We'll, we'll see. Who knows? You know, I, yeah, you never know. They could be lying to us, you know? That's kind of a, a good strategy right now because everyone's just, you know, thinks they have the answers. There's leaked footage, all this crap. So if you just deny it, I guess uh, people will definitely be surprised. Sadly, you have to lie to some people. If that's the case, right. I'm not sure, but... All I have for you is a word. Tell it. It'll... Speaking of movies being delayed, Tenet actually recently came to theaters finally after yes. many, many changes in its uh, premiere date. And it's uh, grossed $20 million so far, which is low, but obviously expected because, you know, not a lot of well, people are going to the theaters yet. Yeah, considering the climate, I mean, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. There's a big headline that broke. Uh, Warner Brothers, they're no longer sharing the box office data with the other studios, which has kind of been oh, like weird. this um, agreement for some time now. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so the basic reason they're not sharing it is because they're afraid the rivals will misinterpret the data as a, as the film being a flop. So that's what, Oh, sure. That's what, and it's understandable. And also, you know, um, it's not really a normal time to release a film given the, the pandemic. So I think that's the yeah. other factor they're trying to use to get out of having to share the data results. They're hoping Tenant will play for months without much competition, which could be another reason why they don't want to share the data. Because you know, if if the if it's if data is good and they're making money, other studios will be like, "All right, it's time for us to release ours, I guess, and give it a shot." Yeah, I was, and see, I was wondering what the the first big blockbuster that's going to come out is, and I think. Tenet was smart in, in releasing it because I don't think, you know, Bill and Ted could have done it, but mm -hmm. then I think they were kind of concerned that, you know, that it was too early. Yeah, they hope Tenet will play for months. Wonder Woman 1984 has been moved to December now, so it gives Tenet some time to gain some uh, more box office uh, gross there. And um, yeah. basically, box office reports can make or break a film, so I get I get WB being, being concerned with that. There's a research company studios use called Rent Track, and it provides box office up, updates. Uh, studios huh. studios actually pay for the services, and uh, over the years, studios all agreed to share their numbers with everybody. You know that was kind of the deal, right? And so WB's right. kind of um, gone against that, but given it's a pandemic, it's kind of a new territory situation they're using. They had um, they had given uh, permission to rent track to release the first week data only. Mm -hmm. So, so far they're not um, allowing any more to be released. So yeah. see what happens. It's, it's super interesting. I, I do get it from a business standpoint. If it was the other way around, you would probably want the numbers from the other studios, you know, to see if you could release your films. Cause that's, 
that's the biggest misconsumption of, of a lot of people, including myself until recently. Everyone yeah. thinks the studios have, have all this money, you know? They borrow, mm -hmm. like, all the time. So they, they have all these films on the shelf that, you know, the bank's like, hey, payments due. And they're like, well... <laughs> We got to wait to see when we can get the, the money out of this, you know? It's kind of like selling a house, I guess. It's like, well, I, I got to make sure the market's right. And so I get the frustration, yeah. but I know I get both aspects, I guess. But yeah, what are your overall thoughts? Do you think WB should just, re just allow their data to be released, you know? I mean, I, I will never know what the right answer is, I think, on something like that. It's um, tough. It's tough. Just simply because... I think we all just expect that with this the whole thing going on, there's going to be a drop in box office uh, revenue and to what is ex acceptable and what's going to freak out banks, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I, I do believe that they probably, you know, rely heavily on funding from banks. And then, you know, once the growth starts coming back in, they recouping mm -hmm. it and, and stuff like that. Um, obviously, um, I think one thing that'll help is, uh, Blu-ray sales and um, streaming sales, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and getting it quickly over to like HBO or something like that, where they can sell the maybe not the rights, but just the ability to to have it um, pushed over right away, so that people can watch it and stuff like that. So yeah. it's it's going to be a new a new way of, of marketing and and trying to recoup because you know cult classics like The Office uh, or Office Space. It did horrible in theaters, mm -hmm. but what made it successful was the the DVD sales because mm -hmm. all of a sudden it became this cult classic. So, you know, right? How do you how do you gauge what's successful and what's not? Well, and that's the thing. If if streaming is the future for a lot of these films, like brand new films, the the budgets will probably go down because I don't think they make as much as they would if they were playing at the theaters. Because uh, ten right, so you're. Yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have more of this uh, smart spending and yeah. more creation, I think. Um, you know, and that was one of the things that Steven Spielberg was always good at is how do you um, create something to look like it's real without having to spend a lot of money on mm -hmm. CGI, and that was one of his his greatest feats um, up until you know we hit uh, um, Jurassic Park, where mm -hmm. that that stuff was required because mm -hmm. you can't. I mean, there are no more dinosaurs in real life, but right. I, I think the problem with studios now is that they rely so heavily on CGI. Um, and that, that to me in some aspects is wasteful spending because if you do it right um, with old tricks, you can still pull off the same thing. Like, mm -hmm. do we really need an Indiana Jones for um, him, uh, whatever, uh, what's his name? Shiloh. It escapes me. Shiloh. Shiloh yeah. Really swinging swinging from treetops with monkeys or that that whole scene to me was a waste that was a waste of cgi it was a waste of story there was no reason for it he could have he could have easily swung in uh, you know from a tree or something like that mm. and over to the cars again for the chase scene but you didn't need monkeys in the background doing it I, to me that was just it's kind know. of like just because you can, should you type of thing. Like CG, right. a I, lot of CG makes a movie very messy if it's not really good CG. You know, like they could have, mm -hmm. they could have had him grab the vine right and then cut, and then he falls into the car from the trees, right. and you know what happened. But yeah, I understand they wanted to show like, 
Like if him, like the opening, yeah, the opening where they go into Area Fifty One and he's swinging from his uh, his rope, you know, from the rafters. Yes, that didn't require CGI. No, that that whole opening scene up until the point where he gets into the to the refrigerator, the leaded refrigerator, and gets ejected out. Up to that point, that seemed like classic Indiana Jones to mm-hmm. me. There wasn't any use of CGI; it was just all special effects and. Right, practical. That's what they use. Practical you know, models. Effects, yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. For sure. That's for sure. the way to do it. I mean, even yeah. even in um, you know, and and the thing that that frustrates me is like if they made Back to the Future three now, the train going off the cliff, they wouldn't use like a little mini a mini set oh, and make it no. look like it's big. Nope. They'd use CGI and do it, right. which is totally stupid. You know, I think we, I think as an audience or as, as a person watching a film, I crave more reality instead of more CGI to make it appear like it's something it's not right. The two have to Uh, be married to each other. Right. That's when it's very effective. Right. But then again, there are some things that do require CGI. Obviously. Yeah. Like Spider-Man suit, him swinging from, you know, there is some stuff that requires CGI and, and even Deadpool, that was a very small Mm -hmm. budget and they use their CGI wisely and you know his eye movements because they were they were all white his eyes were all mm-hmm. white in the mask so mm-hmm. you know he had to have that facial expression but they didn't go overboard with the special effects because they wanted the character to be the stronger point in the story so right yeah yeah well that's the thing with with tenet you know it's a christopher nolan film he is very practical filmmaker he does yeah. not like to use cg much at all like dunkirk you really had old planes flying around, and it felt right. real. It felt so real. Right. Yeah. And right. that's like, very you know, effective. So going back to, like, I don't know why I've been on this Orson Welles kick. Like, I know his, his whole, <laughs> yeah. like, ah, uh, ah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, French. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, like, someone just learning about his filming techniques. Here mm-hmm. he is, never made a film in his life, and he goes and makes this and Kane. Well, he... He spent. I, I think they said he's never made a film. He had a he had somebody that that had trust in him, and he spends four hours um, reading this book or or learning about techniques of, of filmmaking. And because he didn't have, he wasn't classically trained as a filmmaker mm-hmm. or went to school for it. He he his mind thought out of the box. So how do I? How do I make mm-hmm. something appear larger than what it is on screen? Well, they cut a hole in the floor and they filmed looking up, which mm-hmm. is something that they never did yeah. until that movie. And then all of a sudden you have these new techniques um, that are now being used. That's a standard nowadays because he didn't know what to do. And so he just says, why can't we? Yeah. Like camera you know? tricks. They're camera tricks. Right. Uh, like yeah. Buster Keaton back in the day even used them. Uh, Charlie Chaplin. And it's amazing how they pulled it off. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so cool. There's so many videos out there to check out. But yeah, Nolan, since he likes to do it real, the only problem with not using CG, I think, is when it comes to historical pieces. Like, yeah. I think Dunkirk was very expensive to make because he wanted everything real. And I think he shoots on film too, which is very expensive. So, like, well, that would have to be, like, you know, figured out. I mean, you know, if we keep going this route, like, I think we'll get back to the big budgets eventually. But yeah, with oh, Tenet, with Tenet, it's two hundred million dollar film, so it's going to take time for it to uh, make its money back. And that's that's the other thing is a lot of people think, oh, it cost two hundred million, it made two hundred million. 
it it success you know success you know, succeeded, but it, mm-hmm. it truthfully didn't because the studio actually usually spends the same amount on uh, as they did on the budget for advertisement. Yeah. So it's like you're talking four hundred million, five hundred million film. So it's got to make yeah. over that to be a hit. Well, I, which I is hope messed they don't up. Become sh- yeah, and I hope they don't become shy in in these big budget movies like Bond or Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to ramp it back up again because people, I think, are just as hungry as they ever were mm-hmm. uh, to go see these movies. Yeah. Um, it's just what's going on, you know, as far as people being cautious and stuff. So yeah. I, I, I truly think that uh, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, I, I think it's slowly coming back, and they're testing the waters. So yeah, it's it's fine. I'm I'm very tempted to to give it a shot. If anything, I would probably just have my mask on the whole time and not eat anything yeah. there because I just I would feel like oh, okay, I'm really pushing it. You know, like uh, this this whole thing about assigned seating is great. Yeah, it couldn't have come out at a better time because what you True. can do is say okay. Yeah. Your grouping of tickets that you're going to buy is for, say, two people, right? Mm-hmm. So on either side of you, you're going to have an empty seat. So then the next person that comes in to buy a ticket mm-hmm. can't sit next to you. They have to sit a seat apart, mm-hmm. which is perfect distance. Yeah. Um, and if you wear a mask, um, I mean, it's at your own your own choosing, of course. Sure. You know, if you want to buy food or drink or whatever the case may be. Um, but I don't think it has to hinder you um, no. from going to see a movie. You know, just be smart about it, like anything. Yeah. If you're feeling sick, don't go. If you have a temperature, don't go. Um, Wash your hands. Right. <laughs> you know, the basic Wash your damn hands. Principle, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the basic principles of, <laughs> of if you were going to work at a, at, you know, a movie theater, if you're going to go sure. to a restroom, wash your hands. Yep. Um, if Absolutely. you're not feeling well, don't go to work, you know. Right. I, I think we need to, not to grandstand or anything, but I think we kind of need to get away from, you know, if you're truly sick, it shouldn't count against you as, as working, you know, mm. like to the point where they fire you for having too many sick days. Right. Now I see people abusing it. That's so the problem. Yeah. A little control. Right. But like, if you're truly sick, yeah, don't, don't come don't, in. <laughs> yeah. Don't go anywhere. Please don't. Sh- yeah. Don't share with everybody. Yeah. Right. Right. Tell, tell the stores. They'll, they'll just bring your food out to you. Like get the hell yeah. out. Don't come in. Don't mm-hmm. come in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, you know what, we streamed Bill and Ted um, at our house. That was a lot of fun. Sure, sure. It was, it was great. Well, and um, I didn't have any problems doing it. And... That's actually something I want to talk to uh, talked about later uh, as we go here. Because yeah. um, I, I did watch it myself. So, yeah, I'm anxious to talk to you about it. Yeah, the, the robot was kind of oh. stole the show a little bit. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, oh, like... no. <laughs> <laughs> What's that noise? Popcorn. Popcorn? Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. Yeah, speaking of, you know, movies coming back eventually, uh, Scream 5, everybody. I know everyone's wanting more Scream, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um. How much can you go into that? I mean, I feel like it's, okay, <laughs> Neff Campbell wants something. Nev Campbell you know? is back. That's the biggest break this movie's gotten uh, lately. Other cast members, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, they're returning as well. Uh, Jack Quaid is one of the new cast members. He's on The Boys right now and Star Trek Lower Decks. He's also mm-hmm. the son of uh, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Really talented actor, though. Aside from that, like I had no idea he was 
he was related to them. Super talented guy. I'm glad he's a part of it. And with him signing on, hopefully it means it's a good script, I would assume. But, yeah. You know, it, that first Scream movie was amazing. It was revolutionary for its time because you had characters that were made aware of the horror tropes that we've all seen. That made it more interesting, right? You had the opening scene with Drew Barrymore getting quizzed, and you had the popcorn popping, and then she was killed. Like, that was a shock, right? Like, no one thought yeah. that was going to happen. Like, it's Drew Barrymore. Who's? Why would you kill her? She's a big star. Two was decent, I think. Eh, they all have been kind of decent, but the first one's still the, the most um, uh, successful one in my eyes, you know? Yeah. It's it good. It was good. And, you know, we don't have Wes Craven anymore w around, so... Definitely um, don't have that um, assist right there, but I'm sure the new creators hopefully will have that in mind to, you know, try to make it really worthy of of coming back for a fifth, you know. Right. Hopefully they'll follow what Halloween did. I mean, hell, they're doing two sequels right now. They'll have three movies total when they're done, and uh, I liked the new Halloween. I thought it was pretty good. I There's a few things I didn't like, but... Overall, I thought it was an interesting way to um, bring it back, and I think uh, if Scream's going to do that, maybe um, maybe that'll be good, It'll be worth seeing. Who who knows? Yeah. Uh, I'm not really. I saw four, and I was like, yeah, it's it was all right. But Nev Campbell's been in every film, and I think so has David Arquette and Courtney Cox. So I'm not really shocked they came back. It's not like they're doing oh, sure. a lot, you know, right now, but. Right. Yeah, I don't know what. What's your excitement level about this? About about Scream in general? I don't know. I'm gonna have to see the trailer first. I think. Yeah. Well, before it's, I make a an opinion, it'll be a while. Uh, 2022 is when it's expected to come out. The movie, not the trailer. So, yeah, they just casted Nev Campbell. It seems so. It's gonna be a bit before we see that. I just hope it's it's good. You know, like just make it worth yeah. it. Don't make it stupid. Uh, I don't know how you're gonna. There's got to be another way in, you know what I mean? Uh, right. Because we've kind of been there, done that with, like, all of it. <laughs> the whole right. Sydney Prescott family, you know, shit. I mean, look at Scary Movie, man. They really, they ran that into the ground. But that was, uh, <laughs> again, the first one was super funny, right? It was just a total mock-up of the first Scream. It was it was great. But Yeah, no, I thought so, too. I thought I, that was a great movie, though. Yeah, I mean it's it, horror movies are tough. Like you make that you make the first one, it's like how do you how do you uh, how do you change you know how do you make it better? It's tough coming back for the fifth time. Like you definitely need to have something new for us to uh, maybe right. maybe they'll bring Matthew Lillard back. That would be cool. I think uh, <laughs> I've always thought that character survived even though he got a TV thrown on his face. Spoiler alert! But he could come back. That might be worth it. <laughs> There you go. He was good. He was good. I don't know. Maybe he has memory loss, so he's kind of a good guy now. <laughs> I don't know. That could be. Maybe he's like in a mental institution or something. Like they could they could play with that. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm not really excited about it, but yeah, we'll uh like you said, see what the trailer shows us. There's a crusade coming. Do you often dream things that happen? Just as you dream them. Yes. Speaking of trailers, we got Dune this week, which is a highly anticipated film. It's actually an adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel from the 60s, I believe. It's uh, multi-layered interactions of politics, religion, 
psychology, technology, and human emotion, and it's just a bunch of factions of the this empire. They confront each other for struggle or control over this uh, planet, uh, Arrakis, I believe. And it's like over spice. So it's kind of relatable to our history in a way, but it's told through a science fiction filter, if you will. But there's also oh, sure. there's also sandworms in it. it it's nuts. And uh, this was you know made previously in 84. It was a cult film then. It was directed by David Lynch. Uh, Sting was in that film. Patrick Stewart. It's actually on HBO Max now, I think. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I want to check it out. Yeah, this new film, uh, huge cast. It has Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson from... Mission Impossible films, Timothy uh, Chalamet, he's a big dreamy boy actor now, I guess, on the scene. Uh, Jason Momoa, Aquaman, uh, soon to be The Snowman, we talked about that. Josh Brolin, Dave Bautista, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bardem, and much, much more. But yeah, what, what did you think of this trailer? You're in the same boat as I am. We I don't know much about Dune. I know about the cult, I, you know, cult it looks film, like a but sci-fi, like Mad Max, but just like mm-hmm. more intense. Absolutely, yeah. And the director is Denis Villeneuve. I think that's how you say it. Uh, he directed Blade Runner 2049 and Sicario. I loved 2049. I don't know if you saw that film, but it's, it's beautiful, beautiful film. Honored the original aesthetic. This Dune looks similar to the '84 Dune, but it's also its own thing. It looks big in scale for sure i love when they doctored the wb logo and stuff in their in their movies like they did with this trailer it's kind of like an old throwback wb logo which i think they're changing to but you know i mean it's just got a lot of richness in it you know the presentation i like that yeah no i think it's i think it looks great hopefully this one will be successful because there's like i think there's several books but they the main book i think they they cut it in two for this film so if they're successful they'll film the other part i was hoping in the beginning it was kind of like an it situation where they mm. they already were filming both films or they planned on it so it was it was going to happen either way they had to tell yeah. the whole story so unfortunately this case they're not doing that blade runner 2049 was wasn't a huge box office success but i think a lot of people enjoy it when they see it i i do for you know for sure it's oh, yeah. it's a long movie but it's beautiful beautiful film and if you love blade runner it's definitely a good homage to the original and you got harrison ford the director's definitely bringing his a game it seems and yeah the sandworm reveal that was intense and there's just so much going on it's it just feels like a big film it kind of feels like um I don't know if Lord of the Rings, but remember Troy? That was a big epic film. I don't oh, know yeah. if that's aged too well, but I remember at the time that was like a big deal in well, anticipation Dune, for so it. Many books of Dune, though. Right, there's several right. books, so it could be like a trilogy, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know if they'll go for that. I'm not sure what their plan is, like how much the first film will cover. But yeah, it's all going to be a gamble because it has to be successful if it's going to... Uh, going to right. uh, deliver so not sure when that's going to be out we've got some time i don't know if it'll be december or much much later i'm guessing it's gonna be later <laughs> especially yeah, especially with it being wb it'll be probably pushed back because yeah they after tenant they're gonna probably do wonder woman and then let that go for a bit we'll see what happens after that it's getting late remember you wanted this 
TV news, Jack Reacher. Yep. They've casted a new Jack Reacher, Alan Richson, who is currently on Titans. That's that DC Universe show. It's a darker version of the Teen Titans. It's a really good oh, show. Okay, sure. He plays Hawk in it, and he also played in the two previous Ninja Turtle films. He played Raphael. He was like the uh, voice, and he did the bodysuit for him. Yeah, he had he had a terrible experience with those films. Like they treated them like crap. Like, oh, did they? They even left him one time. Like all of them, because they're all. If you if you look at behind the scenes, they're all wearing these these dots, right? But it's not like right. a skin tight suit. They're wearing mm. like foam to you know show their size, what it's going to be in post, and so they're dressed up like that. And oh. they have all the dots and the you know they got headphones on and a mic and stuff. And yeah, he said like there was times where I mean they just weren't treated right. Yeah, they were left one time. They had to like get their own rides back to wherever. Oh. Just like really shitty uh, structure there, organization structure. But yeah, he's a good actor. He's got good physicality. Yeah, he's been cast as Jack Reacher for the Amazon TV series that they're working on. They've already had success with Jack Ryan, which stars uh, John Krasinski. That's that popular character introduced to us in The Hunt for Red October. It was based off uh, Tom Clancy books. Alec Baldwin played the first jack ryan on screen so yeah they they try to they try to do a lot of revivals of uh jack ryan on the big screen and, and they weren't successes so amazon finally were able to do it right it seemed because it probably was best for a tv like format you have a bunch of hours of content to explore the character and that's what they're doing with jack reacher the first Jack Reacher film starred Tom Cruise, and the second one did as well. Uh, first one was pretty good. I don't know if you saw the first one. Uh, I was a fan. Yeah, I've never seen those. Yeah, the first one's good. First one's, I think, pretty damn good. It came out in 2012. There's a hell of a car chase in it. You could just YouTube the car chase. It's amazing. Cruise, of course, did his own stunt driving, which is not surprising to anybody who, who knows Cruise. Um, yeah. In the public eye, anyway. But yeah, the second one wasn't as good to me. It was, it just felt small, you know? So, yeah. Didn't do good at the box. They both didn't do too good at the box office. So, yeah, they're trying their route here in TV. And the character, just like Jack Ryan, is based off a series of books. He's an ex military policeman who becomes a PI. So, yeah, it's kind of a character we've seen a lot of, but. I think they could do a pretty good job. There's a lot of books they they can explore, uh, you know, storylines and things like that. But yeah, he, Alan Richardson, he's a good good actor. I think he's gonna do a good job. But yeah, are you um, are you big on uh, TV for ca- certain characters more than like a movie? Uh, taking a crack at them depends. Sometimes yeah. stuff just needs to be left big screen. I yeah. see what they're trying to do, but yeah, I think you do. I think you should do both. I think you should introduce the characters. Or like they do in the Marvel films, give them cameos, and then they get their big movie, right? You don't need all right. that introduction. Or sometimes you get an origin tale, but you already you already saw the character somewhere else before, so it's not like completely new. Right. And you're willing to go with it, right? Because you, you have some investment. I don't know what this series, when it will take place, if they kind of honor the first film. There was a lot of controversy when Tom Cruise got the part, because Jack Reacher is described as a big, tall muscular dude kind of tom cruise is a really short dude he does have he has muscles but not how it was described in the books anyway 
he did a good job in that film. It's worth checking out. Just watch the first one. And if you really want to, I guess, watch the second one. But, man, there's a hell of a car chase in that first one. It's amazing. I think he's driving, <laughs> like, a GTO or something. It's so oh, freaking nice. cool. Yeah, there's an awesome, awesome chase scene. You got to check it out. But, yeah, that looks that looks good. Amazon, they do pretty good uh, TV shows. Uh, the Boys, yeah, that's a I good one. It's, if it's not, like, the major networks, it's going to be good. Which is sadly the truth, mostly anymore. You know, it's I know. Netflix and everyone else, they're just doing a better job, you know. Well, they've got a bigger budget and the FCC isn't breathing down their true. necks, you know. That's true. Yep. They definitely uh, have uh, less filters to work with. It's funny because I'm watching uh, right now Designated Survivor, mm-hmm. and that was on ABC for like two years, and then it switched over to Netflix. And the first time I heard the F-bomb dropped, I'm like, oh, this must be the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, right. This is when they don't care anymore. Yeah. 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 Like, freedom. Say it. Say it. Ladies and gentlemen, the mayor of Quahog, Adam West. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So other news, TV land, uh, Family Guy has a new mayor. Uh, as we yes. all know, Adam West passed away back in 2017. He played Mayor Adam West. And so who who do you get to replace? Not really replace, but who do you get to follow that up? Sam Elliott has been chosen. Tombstone fame, Roadhouse, Stars Born. As we were talking before, Roadhouse has been mentioned a lot in Family Guy yeah. uh, over the years. He actually is going to, his character is going to play the cousin of, of Adam West, and his name is Wild Wild West. <laughs> nice. Which hints the look, right? Because I know you yeah. were saying, like, why they have to give him a cowboy hat? But we also were like, he kind of looks like the character he played in the Big Lebowski. But with that right. name, it does make sense, right? It they does. definitely got the iconic mustache. You have to have that. Yeah, he's, man, he's got a hell of a voice, too. So it's going to be pretty cool, I think. Yeah, I, I haven't. I don't usually watch Family Guy on a regular basis. I do watch, you know, here and there, and I don't hate the show or anything like that. But that's cool. That's cool. They got that, um, that you know, uh, Sam Elliott to replace uh, Adam West. I think that'll that's good casting. And uh, I don't know. I, do you still watch Family Guy? Um, I do. Like if I'm if I've got some if I've got some time to kill, I'll put on. Sure. Um, I'll I'll find it on Hulu and watch it because yeah. I haven't. I'm not up to date on any of the seasons. So right, right. Yeah, I will. Yeah, it's yeah, it's funny. I I have the Star Wars trilogy they did. Uh, what do they call it? Blue Harvest or something? Yep, that's always fun to watch. I love I love that Seth uh, MacFarlane. You know, uh, a lot of people aren't fans. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think he's a very talented guy, multi talented guy actually, and he's a he's really a fellow nerd. You know, he really oh yeah, he is a geek at heart. So yeah, Family Guy's new season will premiere. September 27th with Sam Elliott as the new mayor, Wild Wild West. So look forward to that. Ed, have a seat. I have good news. There's a ship available, the USS Orville. Ever since I was a kid, I have wanted to serve on an exploratory vessel. You're nobody's first choice for this job. Recommendations were already here. Uh, Speaking of Seth MacFarlane, I got to recommend the Orville. I just finished season two last weekend. Oh, so good, isn't it? Yeah, it was a slow burn on my part because uh, I, I would get into it, right? I would watch like yeah. episode after episode, and I'd fall asleep. And 
then just kind of have things come up, right? And then I decided, well, I've got like a few more left. Let me let me finish them finally. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. Especially the the series finale was pretty damn cool. Not the series, I'm sorry. The season finale was pretty damn cool. It was very Star Wars-like. And I, it's probably been a while since you've seen it. If you have, you watched them all, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm done. I'm waiting for season three. Yeah. Which I think got moved over to Hulu. Yes, Hulu is their yeah. new home. They moved from Fox. And yeah, season three is on its way. Hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year. I don't know. Uh, like I said, hard to say with now with you know how production is. Hopefully it's in post production, but yeah, man, I'm 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 psyched because yeah, Hulu, you know that's like we were talking about Amazon. It's uh, less filters to work with and uh, like more freedom, maybe more budget. I'm not sure, but yeah, the the shows are actually pretty beautiful. I think uh, and they're really good. They're I mean they're funny as heck, but they're actually like good. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, the Orville is. It's like it's a Star Trek like dramedy. That's what it is. It's uh, yeah. It's like TNG, but there's more laughs. You know. Oh, I know. And uh, the, the one that I uh, that I thought was funny was what, the cigarette ones. Yes. <laughs> that was that good. Was that was good. Uh, they just smoked the whole pack, like two packs. Yeah. And just shove them in their mouth. <laughs> That's Bordis, right? Bordis. Remember when he grew up the mustache? Yes. <laughs> my my favorite my favorite is when um oh who's the helmsman dude Seth's friend in the show oh I forgot his name but he 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 pranks he pranks the robot and he oh, puts yeah. a potato head face on the robot and <laughs> he's like ha ha and then the next day he like wakes up and his legs amputated and the robot's like <laughs> I got you he's like you took my leg you son of a bitch and he. He not only took it, but he hit it. It's like that's part of the yeah. game. <laughs> so he had to grow a new leg. It was hilarious. Oh god, yeah. it's a good show. It's really good. And yeah, when it when it ended, I was like, oh my god, it's so good. And there's so many fans attached to it. I sent out a tweet, you know, through Field of Geeks, and man, everyone yeah. was just like lighting it up. They're like, yes, we love this show, and yeah, bring on season three and. I really hope it finds some ground in, in Hulu, because that is such seriously a good show. Well, I remember when it was premiering on Fox, and I I gave it a shot. A lot of people were, yeah. like, jumping on it, calling it a garbage, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, it looks great to me. And I watched the first episode, and I'm like, I don't see what these critics are seeing. Like, this, I think this is great. I don't, I yeah. don't hate it at all. And the pilot reminds me a lot of Star Trek The Motion Picture. It's got a lot of replicated, like, moments in it. Yeah, it's it's so cool. If you're a Trek fan, you're definitely gonna like spot them. And there's other moments they use throughout the show. But yeah, they they had some really good storylines they pursued. And yeah, I hate to say it, but I think I think they're doing it better than Star Trek is right now. Yeah, and the new shows are all right, but yeah, they just don't uh, seem to tackle it. They're not as they're not episodic. That also is a factor. So we'll see. We'll see what. Uh... <laughs> What happens, hopefully the Orville gets more more um, traction with Hulu and they can have a few more seasons. But, hey, the original series of Star Trek only had three seasons and then they had movies. So who knows? Maybe the Orville will will go into movie territory. I don't know. Seth MacFarlane is a director, too. And oh, yeah, he's he's made profits. So obviously um, he's he's very talented there. It's also the series is also ex- executive produced by John Favreau. So. 
I know in the pilot they used models, actual models instead of CG. Oh, did they? Yeah, just to get that feel. And if you see the pilot, you'll see. Usually the pilot's where they dump a lot of money on on a yeah. show and really get to uh, show off what they can do. But yeah, I really liked it. I really liked it. I look forward to more. Hopefully we won't have to wait too long. Lieutenant, I was down on B1. The shaft's there at Buckland. There's going to be people trapping those elevators. Jeez. It just took us an hour to get up to 30 in Tower 1. I didn't want us over in 2. What happened in 2? I just wanted to recommend this documentary that came out in 2002. It's really good. I don't know if you remember it. It aired on CBS at the time. It's this, these filmmakers, James uh, Hanlon and the uh, Nodette brothers. They're like mm-hmm. the French brothers. They followed a rookie firefighter going from the academy to a firehouse. And their footage, they actually caught the first plane hitting the World Trade Center. So, oh, wow. yeah, that's the only footage there is, I think, of the first plane hitting. And so, yeah, their documentary obviously changed immediately when that happened. And while watching this documentary, like the footage, it gives you a POV of the experience. You know, you get to witness what all these brave souls did that day. And you're, you're like in it with them. And it's it's very intense. And you also go back to the firehouse, how people are trying to figure out what's going on and it's extremely uh, extremely powerful and you just you just come away with more respect for what these you know firemen do rescue workers all that uh, I'm going to provide the link in the notes but yeah definitely definitely look it up the link I'm providing is actually um, a 10 year follow-up plus the 2002 version so oh, after, cool. after the documentary there's added footage of where they're at now uh, all the the firemen we came to know in the documentary, so definitely worth checking that out. What? You crying? Hey, where are you going, man? Oh! <laughs> hey! Watch your car, man. Who's this dude? Just leave the dork alone. What? See this guy? Eating his dinner at the Mini Mart like a bum? <laughs> Wait, I think I know this guy. He's a jerk off that cleaned my dad's septic tank. Oh, that explains why he smells like shit. Trust me, you guys are pissing off the wrong guy on the wrong day, all right? Oh, really? Really. Get the hell out of here, loser. (laughs) (laughs) Cobra Kai? I don't know if you've seen that yet, Mitch. No, I need to. Well, and the the beauty of it is it was a YouTube premium show for the last two years. Yeah. And, uh... You know, for those who don't know, it's a Karate Kid follow-up. You got Johnny Lawrence's back, William Zabka, who plays Johnny Lawrence, Daniel LaRusso, Ralph Macchio. It kind of follows um, uh, Johnny as he regains his his life, if you will. He's kind of on bad times, and Danny is uh, he's a big success. You root for Johnny in a way, but you also root for Daniel. You know, there's been several theories over the years, like Daniel was the real bad guy in Karate Kid. I don't know if you've seen that yeah, YouTube video. They kind of have fun that. with that. They kind of have fun with that and explore that. It's really interesting. But yeah, the first two seasons are now on uh, Netflix, which is where they originally pitched the idea of the show <laughs> to. So they're they're actually come full circle because, yeah, after two seasons, I guess YouTube didn't want to renew it. So Netflix saved it for a season three, which is is due any time. So yeah, it's just cool to see um, it finally being a true success. Like it was critically acclaimed before, but it's funny how it's trending again. 
And that's because oh, yeah. that's because everyone has Netflix pretty much, and they didn't have YouTube Premium, so they're now finally seeing the show. Even yeah. though it's content, like, together, it's two years old. It's just funny because it's like, I, I was already there, man. I know exactly what people are going through. And it's just, it's cool to see. It's cool to see it get its due, I guess. And, yeah, hopefully it'll get more seasons. But, yeah, it's it's a good show. It's a good show. And you'll you'll be hooked from the first episode. It really takes you back. Any uh, recommendations from you? Um, just an oldie, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Uh, it's an old uh, Clint Eastwood and, and Jeff uh, Bridges movie. Um, highly recommended. It's just, it's actually stood the test of time and and uh, quite the movie itself. Probably the only time that you ever get to see uh, Clint Eastwood dress up in a dress <laughs> to rob a bank, but <laughs> still, still very good. They're both robbers, is that right? Yeah, they they plan to rob a bank. I see. It goes horribly wrong. Jeff Bridges is kind of like his um his right-hand man. I think he I think um this might be his first movie. Yes. I believe that's so, true. Yep. Quite a good uh, movie. It's on Netflix right now, so I'd highly recommend watching it. Great. Great. Yeah. Great. I'll have to check that out for sure. I want to become a real tattoo artist. Your work is mad and consistent. Obama ain't right. Oh, I love your tattoos. This is my favorite. <laughs> I've been dating someone for a little while now. The first guy you date in 17 years is a fireman just like that? You don't think that's weird? Got some reviews. First off, um, like to talk about The King of Staten Island. I don't know if you're familiar with this film, Mitch. No. Uh-uh. It's um, Pete Davidson. It's a film oh, yes. he, okay. he okay. helped write. It's a Judd Apatow film, and it's loosely based on his life. For those who don't know, Pete Davidson's father died he was a fireman and he died on 9-11 they used some of that they basically changed it from 9-11 to just dying in a fire for the film it's loosely based on his life he plays a character named scott yeah he's got a case of arrested development since his firefighter dad died he smokes a bunch of weed and dreams of being a tattoo artist and then uh, certain events <laughs> forced him. The truth for Pete. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It probably wasn't acting. Although I'd say the acting is pretty damn good. So, yeah, I think he's a very talented guy. I know there's critics of his, but he's, I think he's a unique guy. And I've seen the stand-up. I think it's I think it's pretty damn funny. But, yeah, it's just, it's just a movie of like a coming-of-age movie, you know, coming out of grief and uh, taking the first steps into a life for yourself. So, his character's got a crazy idea in the film, and I think he might have this idea in real life, but he had an idea for a tattoo parlor and restaurant together. So you, you come to eat and you get a tattoo. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's, uh, Bill, that's one way of looking at it. Bill Burr's in this film, and he plays a guy dating his mom. And I'm not giving much away, because if you watch the trailer, you'll see yeah. all of this. But he Bill Burr is hilarious. He's a great actor. Uh, we got to see him earlier this year in The Mandalorian. He mm-hmm. played a actually shit. I might have been almost a year ago, but yeah, he's a very talented actor, talented comedian. Plays a great part in this film, and yeah, he's like that's a stupid idea, you know. And uh, Marissa Tor- Torme plays his mom, Pete Davidson's mom. It's got a big cast. Steve Buscemi's in it. He's one of the firemen. Oh wow! Uh, at the firehouse, Bill Burr's character works at. Uh, yeah, like I said, great cast. I think it's written very well. And, you know, with Apatow films, they usually take forever to end, in my opinion. Um, they do. I think, yeah, because it's like, I just feel like they could be a half hour shorter, right? Like 40-year-old virgin, like, 
all those have been pretty good films. But yeah, like the last 20, 30 minutes, it's like, oh my God, just end this thing. You know, it just feels right. like... He doesn't know how to end a movie. No, I don't think he does, man. And I think that's one of his biggest criticisms. And uh, I got to say for this film, kind of the same situation. Um, although I was still interested to see more. But yeah, it just kind of ends. But uh, aside from that... I think it's a pretty solid film. I actually rented it on uh, Amazon Prime. It was like five ninety nine. I think you get it for forty eight hours with these rentals, so you that. can you can watch it over and over yeah. again. Definitely not a kids' film. It's it's a hard hard R. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a good movie, and uh, yeah, I think um, I think he has a big future uh, aside from SNL. I really do. I hope so. Anyway, because I know he's been very public about his his demons and. You know, he's he's got issues, and they do explore that in his film. So, yeah, it's very um, close to the chest, if you will. Well, I mean, he's going to be in the new Suicide Squad, so... That's true. That's true. Does. Yeah. I think he's got a good future. Yeah, this wasn't a dud at all. It was a good film. Definitely recommend yeah. checking it out. Bill, Ted, enough of the delusions. You didn't time travel, and you didn't go to heaven and hell. Here's a real idea for you. Be role models to your daughters. Get real jobs. Another film I rented, and you did too, Mitch. I just found out. Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yes. Oh, God. was That That was a good, good movie. It was a great uh, entry point back into new movies for me. That definitely brought back a lot of a lot of good memories and... You know, seeing death there was hilarious. Um, yeah. I'm glad that they didn't like fall back on the kids too much. Like it was still, still their movie, but they just had their kids now. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought there were some points where Keanu Reeves' daughter was like trying too hard. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I, I definitely see that. But yeah, it gets better. And I think the initial reaction was, "Wow, she's really trying to be like him." But then, yeah. then it seems natural afterwards. You know, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but. Yeah, it's been almost 30 years since we last saw him in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That was, you know, just two films before this third one came. And it was rumored for years this third one was happening. And I'm glad they finally did it. You know, they finally came back. And, uh, yeah, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, they look pretty good still for men in their 50s. I know, and they still killed it. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't bad at all. It didn't feel forced. It just felt like, okay, they're back. The only criticism I have is it felt like Keanu Reeves was not 100% in, but I also could see it playing to he's an older Ted as well. So it's forgivable. You know, it just felt like his energy level wasn't as on par as Alex's was, but who knows? I, I could, you know, you could just say it's because of the character's age. But I well, I had gone is... back and watched the other two, and there definitely was more excitement there, you know? Not yeah. to say Keanu didn't want to be there, because I think this this was a passionate project, and they both helped with it, aside from the first two, where they were just actors. They actually contributed to this film as well. But yeah, that's my only criticism. I just felt like he his level could have been higher, but I do forgive it, because you could just say the character has just aged and has changed a little bit. Yeah. No, I thought I thought it was still good. I mean, I I thought the robot was funny, which I didn't <laughs> in the beginning. I thought I was terrified of it, right? And then it just becomes this like this like yeah, teddy bear doing all this like horrible stuff and like killing and be evil and all that. But no, it was just kind of a goofy robot. Yeah, there's just that scene where he does something and he looks to you know side to side, like oh shit, 
And it's yeah. just when that happens, you're like, oh my god, this is hilarious. Like I, I like yeah. this. I like the uh the character Kelly, which is Rufus's daughter. Uh George Carlin passed away years ago. He played Rufus, of course, and his daughter in real life's name is Kelly, so that was like an homage to oh, cool. uh to him. And I thought the casting of his daughter was great. It looked just yeah. like him in a way, and she's a she's a good comedian actress. I don't I didn't put her name down. I don't know why, but there's a lot of cool, interesting twists, and yeah, like like with the robot, there's cool new characters, like with Kelly. Um, I did feel like the ending seemed a little rushed. It was not well like thought through, in my opinion. Yeah, that's just my only criticism. Like overall, I did like the film. It's just yeah, I just felt like Keanu's tone was way down, and I thought the ending was just kind of muffled, you know. Um, yeah, the the last music I thought would be more rock than than like electronic and it wasn't terrible like I, no, but was, some of it i just couldn't some of it didn't make sense but then i went back and saw the other two films and they're very loosey-goosey with you know the uh logistics of things and so you kind of just forgive it for that you know like like bogus journey's nuts you know yeah <laughs> they freaking die right <laughs> spoiler and uh but yeah death it was great to see him again uh oh, I know. william sadler i believe that's his name great actor and he was great he was I great mean, he, he was great and ted's dad like that same actor that was cool he was still alive and right in the film and I, I think it's a good addition to the whole bill and ted franchise if you will i never thought we'd have a trilogy of those films but uh, I will let everyone know right now, if you go to YouTube movies, the first and second one are free to watch now. Oh, so cool. definitely check those out. I, I loved the Bill and Ted films growing up. I've grown more fond of the second one than I did initially because it was such a different film than the first one. You know, you didn't really have time travel aspects. And I, I did like that this film, Face the Music, embodied both of the original films. You had time travel, but you also had death you know thing those yeah. realms and i'm not giving anything away because that's clearly in the trailer but i was really hyped to see this film i really was hesitant though because you know it was 20 bucks it's 20 bucks to rent a new movie and oh. unlike tenant tenant's just in the theaters it's not uh, digital uh it's not available digitally bill and ted is i believe in both yeah. so i think so far it's done pretty well have to look more into it but it's not like it has to do well because most likely we're not going to get another one so you yeah. know it's like if you wait another 20 years or so like yeah they're probably not gonna be up to par but i think it's a good it's a good helping of it to see them again and it's uh yeah i thought it was done pretty well pretty well i don't know if i would pay 20 bucks again to see it though what do you feel about that whole thing i mean i know we can watch it 48 hours, you can watch it, like, I did watch it a few times, so I did get my money's worth. I don't know, what do you think about, do you think that's a lot for a, a rental of a, a movie? If they made it, like, 15 bucks or something like that, it would yeah. be a little bit more reasonable, so it's just, like, the price of two movie tickets. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know enough about it yet. I know, it's all new territory, I know, and I definitely don't want this to be the norm, though. I really want theaters to come back. I yeah, really, I we need that so badly and they need to be in business. They're very important, but it yeah. is, it is yeah, nice in the pandemic. Time. Yeah. In the pandemic, you have this option. It It is nice. I just don't want it to be the norm, you know? Right. And I don't think it will be. I don't, I honestly don't think they, they make enough money this way 
maybe with the 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 movie sales again it's a gamble because when you pay that much to rent something yes you do get it for like 48 hours so you could get sick to death of it really and not ever buy it <laughs> right so it could backfire that that having that allowance there but well i'm still i'm still going to get it i'm just waiting until they come out with like the trilogy pack that's what i'm going to do too cuz i don't i don't have the first two on not even on DVD, so I don't either, which is really stupid. Yeah, like I could see the I could see a trilogy pack coming in, to, coming in like a phone booth or something. That'd be awesome. I'd love Wouldn't to. It yeah, that would be awesome. I would I would love to see that. Yeah, I did get a kick out of the guy who played uh, Louis Armstrong. That oh, was, he was good. He was good. He was good. Fortunately, can't get too much into it without spoiling. But yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, and uh, no. Did I like? There's a few surprises in there, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't see that coming." Yeah, overall, I did like it, and uh, I'll probably buy it eventually. Oh yeah, yeah, wasn't terrible. I was I was happy to see it, happy to see it, and uh, that's all I have. Anything else, Mitch? Before we go? No, I'm good. All right. Well, that said, we will be back. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. Take care. Bye.